Hello and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast for a podcast girl in a podcast world. I'm Emily. And I'm Sarah. Hey, Ken. that dumb every time you do it yes it does uh, Great. <laughs> i'd just like to give a big shout out to your new friendly neighborhood host sarah um who will be taking ryan's place um ryan is fine she didn't die that we know of uh she just decided to to not do this anymore which fully support and whatnot um so sarah is super nice and she's gonna fill those weirdly tiny shoes physically tiny just a small human ryan's shoes are um why don't you tell the nice people about yourself this is recorded later after we finish (laughs) the episode you're just making it more weird um why don't you introduce yourself (laughs) okay forget i asked there's no shame if you're gonna in make fixing it weird. Post. I'm not. No, for real. Okay. Tell the nice people about yourself. <laughs> well, my name's Sarah. I'm from Minnesota, which you can probably tell because of my lack of an accent. That's a good line that I'm keeping from the first time we did this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I made it weird again. No, Emily's the one making it weird. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know how to start a podcast. I don't know what to tell people about myself. I'm a person. Well, I mean, um, what other kinds of podcasts do you listen to? So many. People ask me for podcast recommendations, and I never know what to tell anybody, because most of them are weird. It's a lot of mim bim bam uh, It's a lot the of... Sweet bro- the Sweet Brothers. Sweet, sweet, sweet boys. I listen to a lot of Babysitter's Club Club lately. I would highly recommend really? that. Should, can mm-hmm. I just start plugging other podcasts on this new podcast? Well, I mean, I wouldn't come out of the gate with that. <laughs> Hello. I'm your new host. Let me talk about all these other better podcasts. No, they're not better than ours. I mean, I would say that My Brother, My Brother and Me is marginally better. (laughs) I would say that's objectively a better podcast. Just in, like, goofs per minute, (laughs) the GPM, GPM. uh, they do have us beat. Maybe a little. It Um, gives us something to shoot for. Well, I mean, you're also into, like, murders and weird stuff. All the... All this, honestly, we have, like, the same interests. Weird murders. I mean, I get most of my podcast recommendations from you, so the overlap is overwhelming. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Mothman. Yes, we are. I'm saving it for a later episode, but we are going to talk about Mothman. I figured at some point we would have to talk about Mothman. I'm not even that interested in Mothman, but, like, just to spite you... do you like that it annoys me so much yes. because I think Mothman is stupid? You're wrong. Mothman is amazing. He's a Mothman. Exactly. What's there not to love about Mothman? Everything. <laughs> it's everything. I think that was a good intro to you. So let's yeah. go back to the part of the episode that we recorded previously where we act like you just finished your first introduction right. and uh, talk about Barbie. Yeah. Tell me. I would love to hear about Barbie, Emily. Why don't you tell me about her? Good, because I'm gonna in the past. <laughs> That's really all I care about. Every episode I host from now here and out will be about the Mothman. It's going to be a 20-part series. <laughs> and then the podcast is just over. <laughs> and then done. Yep, and a podcast. I don't know. That should put us at about 40 episodes, which is just a little bit shorter than Ryan's run. So I'm thinking like every 53, 54 episodes, I just... 
get some fresh blood in. You just churn out the chaff? It's an auditioning process, you know? Like, <laughs> just think of yourself as, like, the second doctor. I can get on board with that. And I'm the TARDIS. Does that mean I'm inside of you? All right, so today we're going to talk about... Uh... Starting this off real weird. Yeah, well, you you read the, they read the title, so they know. They know what this episode is about. And if you can't read and you're listening to podcasts to learn, well, like, good for you. This might not be the one you want to start with, but good for you. Um, we're going to talk about Barbie. And here's the thing. This is, this is a history episode. It's not a clickbait episode where you think I'm going to be like, oh, Barbie was actually based on a German call girl. She's a slutty slut slut slut. So... Yeah, you can eat a thousand dicks if you're looking for that. Um, anyways, Barbie started out as a high-end German call girl. This feels so weird. I haven't done this in so long. <laughs> I haven't done it ever, so... I also can't read my notes for shit. Um, yeah, so Barbie was inspired by a, a doll that was based on a comic strip character from a... Is it pronounced Hamburg? It doesn't look like she pronounced Hamburg. Hamburg? Hamburg. I don't... Um, Yep, she was based on a comic strip character in a Hamburg newspaper. Um, I didn't think about the fact that I would have to pronounce this. Uh, Bild Zetung. That sounds sort of German. Let's go with it. (laughs) And the uh, doll was called the Bild Lily doll. Um... And the character was so popular that they made dolls of her that was sold as an adult novelty. A what? An adult novelty. You know, like penis-shaped things and everything they have in the back of a Spencer's Gifts. All right. Great start for Barbie. Um, men got Lily dolls as gag gifts at bachelor parties, put them on their car dashboard, dangled them from the rearview mirror, or gave them to girlfriends as a, quote, suggestive keepsake. My mic is wandering. Hold, please. Holding. I got a new mic set up around the holidays, and uh, Sarah knows this, but the listeners might not. Um, it's too fancy for me. You look very professional. I feel like I'm an NPR I'm Lakshmi Singh. <laughs> I can't do it like Ryan. Okay, anyway, so these uh, Lily dolls were basically like inflatable dolls of the of the 50s. Gross. Yes, gross. Super gross. Um, in the comics, Lily was witty, irreverent, uh, quote, sexually uninhibited, unquote. Uh, one strip... See, now- the comic characters sound pretty cool. Yeah, no, she sounds chill. Um, one strip was uh, like showed her covering her naked body with a newspaper and explaining to a friend, we had a fight and he took back all the presents he gave me. I like her. In another one, she's in a bikini when a policeman tells her that two-piece swimsuits are illegal and she says, oh, and in your opinion, which part should I take off? I love original Barbie. Yeah, Lily was a bad bitch. Um, it's the, it's the recording and still being able to read my notes that I'm having the problem with. Son of a bitch. This is audio poison is what this is. 
You're going to leave all of this in, right? Listen to me adjust my mic and sporadically talk about Barbie. Uh, despite her adult origins, Lily became very popular with German children and children in surrounding countries. And during a trip to Germany with her children, Barba, 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 <laughs> Barbara and Kenneth in 1956, an American woman named Ruth Handler noticed the doll. Barbara and Kenneth. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I bumped on that a little bit. Uh, back home, she had watched her daughter uh, grow up playing with dolls that were at the time mostly made with the bodies of babies and young children they were made in the shape of babies and young children they were not <laughs> physically made well the youth mortality rate at that time was god damn <laughs> see i don't feel so bad about uh, morse coding that child the word dick butt yesterday i'm glad you gave no contact at all to oh it's it's documented on my twitter i didn't know that omsi had two telegraph stations <laughs> for play oh, good. um so yeah, they were made in the shape of like babies and young children. And Ruth's daughter, Barbara, also enjoyed uh, playing with dress-up paper dolls that were made to look like grown-up women. This is weird. I need like a music stand in front of me. You don't just have... I guess you're not at your computer, are you? I am. I am a... Or... I'm at my desktop. Oh, I see ah. your point. You don't just read off the computer? No, I printed them out. Yeah, like it it's sounds it sounds stupid when you say it. <laughs> I don't own a printer, so um, the only reason I own it is because my father sent it to me, and also I run that Etsy store that I have to print shit out for. We're gonna be playing a game later in this episode. Oh God! Uh-huh. You never, you did not tell me there were games. I wasn't gonna tell Ryan there were games either. Well, now I see why she quit. No. <laughs> <laughs> And you were on a roll. Okay. Um, so she played with paper dolls that were made to look like grown women. I'm interested right. in... Barbara. Well, yeah. Um, Ruth was interested in what this German doll might mean for American girls who wanted to role play as women and not just take on the roles of like mothers and caregivers, especially when toys made for boys offered options to play different careers and roles like doctor and fireman. And I don't know if we were in space in 1956. I'm sure there were space-related toys. I mean, there was the thing, right? It there, was what was cool. Yeah, there would have to be. It was uh, kind of like the dinosaurs of the 50s. Um, so Ruth took the dolls back to the States and presented them to her husband. Which, at this point, I don't think I mentioned that Ruth and Elliot Handler co-founded Mattel. Oh. <laughs> they did. I, I think I've heard of them. That's a kind of boutique toy yeah, factory. Yeah, they're really hard to find. Um. But Ruth and Elliot Handler uh, founded it. And because they were big dumb dummies, direct quote from my notes, Elliot Handler and the directors of Mattel weren't interested in manufacturing an adult body doll. Which, no matter how many times I say the phrase adult body doll, it still sounds gross. Yeah, if you could cut down on your use of those three words in that particular order. I mean, I don't know what else to call it. It's a doll with boobs. It's a Barbie doll. It's a Barbie. <laughs> we all know what Barbie dolls are. I mean, whatever. I assume that they didn't like it because they were men and couldn't even grasp the implication that young girls might want more than a baby that pees to play with. Well, I think you answered your own question. They were adult men. Yes. Also, 
We'll talk about it a little bit later, but there was a Kelly doll in the 90s that peed. I had it. It came with tiny toilet paper. Oh, okay. Um, in any case, since Ruth was the co-owner, uh, she worked with Jack Ryan. Not not that Jack Ryan. The Tom Clancy Jack Ryan? Uh, and not that one. Not the John Krasinski, whoever the fuck else has played him. Like, I think Chris Pine played him. Chris Pine has played him. I saw that movie. And Tom Cruise? Ben Affleck? I don't think Tom Cruise. Ben Affleck, uh, Alec Baldwin. What? Played Jack Ryan? Oh. I don't even know I know any of this. Jack Ryan, (laughs) Tom Cruise. He played Jack Reacher. Oh, 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 wait. Jack Ryan actors ranked from Alec Baldwin to John Krasinski. (laughs) Um... I'm glad we're taking a break in our podcast about Barbie to clarify some of this. Number five, Chris Pine. Number four, Ben Affleck. Number three, John Krasinski. Number two, Harrison Ford. Number one, Alec Baldwin. Who made this list? My dad? Wait, Chris Pine is at the bottom? I know. That's why I was like, who made this list? I mean, okay, it was not a great movie. See, it's Chris Pine. Well, that movie came out after my era of I have to see every movie Chris Pine has been in. Oh, yeah. See, it came out just as I was getting started. Um, mine started roughly around the time that Star Trek came out. Yeah. And it ended around the last Star Trek. <laughs> but I did watch Blind Dating, which is just something that I have in my heart forever now. That's just, it's a choice that you made. You you have to find a way to live with it. I will give him credit for Smoke and Aces because that ended up being a pretty solid movie. <laughs> That was a good movie. You I, made me watch that. I did. I did. Because he played that neo-Nazi. Yes. And, I remember this. And the Unstoppable. That stupid train movie. <gasps> I loved Unstoppable. That was not a stupid train movie. That was a great train movie. Uh, I liked the fake trailer they did on SNL with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> that <laughs> was a better That was a better movie. <laughs> um... Anyway, so she worked with a man named Jack Ryan. Not that one. This one was a toy designer who also came up with Hot Wheels and Shatty Cathy. Right. I was trying to remember how we got on a five-minute tangent about Chris Pine. Continue. That's, that's what this podcast is all about, baby. Um, so he worked with Ruth to redevelop the Lily doll to suit their needs. So Barbie, named after Ruth's daughter, made her first debut at the American International Toy Fair in New York on March 9th, 1959. And this date is also used as Barbie's official birthday. Aw. So our girl is going to be 70 this year, right? Hell yeah. Wait. She still got it. No, she was 50 in 2009, so she's going to be 60 this year. 60. It's a good respectable age. <laughs> You've watched an amount of Barbie life in the dream house. I, yes, I have done that. Um... That, That's a great show. That, I'm not ashamed. That show is actually the reason that we're, we're doing this episode, because I was having a rough time and just watched the entire series again. I won't judge you. It's so good. It is. It's it's legitimately good. <laughs> it. I think it was made more for the grown-ups. Like, every joke Midge <laughs> makes about being fully articulated is just... <laughs> There are multiple episodes where the AI that controls Barbie's closet, like, takes control of the house and they get trapped in the house. At least three. At least three. Um, 
that version of Ken is my favorite Ken. Oh, he's great. <laughs> so dumb. Um, so the first Barbie doll wore a black and white zebra striped swimsuit, a signature top knot ponytail, and was available in either blonde or brunette. Because those are the only two. I was gonna say, which according to American demographic, uh, that demographic studies in that period, those are the only kind of women that exist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the doll was marketed as a, quote, teenage fashion model, unquote, with her clothes created by Mattel fashion designer Charlotte Johnson. Uh, Ruth Handler believed she was, uh, Ruth Handler believed that it was important for Barbie to have an adult appearance, and early market research showed that some parents were unhappy with the doll's chest. Just leave her alone. <sighs> yeah. Barbie be Barbie. Let the woman have boobs, because it was an adult made to emulate... It was an adult made to emulate a doll woman, <laughs> I think, is where that sentence was going to end up. Oh, boy. So um, this is a quote from Ruth Handler. Uh, Every little girl needed a doll through which to project herself into her dream of the future. Um, and this is from a 1977 interview. If she was going to do role playing of what she would like to do when she was 16 or 17, it was stupid to play with a doll that had a flat chest. So I gave her beautiful breasts. Hell yeah, Ruth. I'm a big fan of Ruth. Ruth is a... She's great. Uh, she died. Oh. Obviously, because I mean, she would have had to have been born in like 1920 or something. Yeah, I guess that's fair. So boobs or not, 350,000 Barbies were sold during its first year. They retailed for $3, which is roughly $25 in 2017 money. Um, right now, according to my Amazon searches that have fucked up my recommendations forever, <laughs> you can get a pretty good Barbie for about 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Uh, I bought almost, a couple Barbies I almost, for my niece. I almost bought one just for me. <laughs> oh. Lewis Marks and Company, um, which is the German company that created the Lily doll, sued Mattel in March 1961 after... Sued... Mar yeah. <laughs> that was the end of the sentence. Uh, after licensing Lily, they claimed that Mattel had, quote, infringed upon the patent for Lily's hip joint and also claimed that Barbie was a, quote, direct takeoff and copy, unquote, of Lily. Not incorrect. I mean, no, they're not wrong, but also isn't that how everything gets made? Well, according to the show, how it's made, um, there's actually a big <laughs> series of machines. No Sorry, I can only search my topic for films. I don't think I asked you anything, Siri. Just like a man to interrupt. <laughs> God. Rude. Um, yeah, like they totally did copy her. She literally took them home and showed them. It's like, make these, but American. You make these, yeah. Uh, the company additionally claimed that Mattel, quote, falsely and misleadingly represented itself as having originated the design, unquote. Mattel counterclaimed, and the case was settled out of court in 1963. In 1964, Mattel bought the copyright and patent rights for the Lily doll for $21,600. Holy mother of God, that's it? That's it. I am I look forward to tell you, telling me how much Barbie has caught, or how, how much money Barbie has made Mattel since 1959. Um, well, I don't know, but hold on. <laughs> I mean, I don't need an exact number. I'm just assuming it's like a bajillion. Uh, Monster High sale. That's not what I want. Google. <clears throat> we'll talk about Monster High somewhere else. Oh, Barbie Fast Facts. Didn't even find this when I was doing research. Oh, hi. Uh, historical careers icon. Power. Hmm. 
content. Do you know that Barbie has over 30 entertainment titles released to this date? That's it? Yeah. Uh, more than 151 million minutes of content has been watched on Barbie's YouTube. That sounds more. Yeah. That's where Life in the Dreamhouse originally aired. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, what do we got? Barbie is the most popular fashion all ever produced. Dreamhouse is sold every two minutes. Diverse fashion all on the market. A total of $58 million sold annually, so. A lot of money. I'm so, satisfied with that So answer. much money. $21,000. Jesus age Christ. She has 14 million fans on Facebook. That's 14 million more than I have. Uh, Barbie has products in 45 categories, including food, fitness, and clothing. The only few that matters. I wonder what the fitness is. Can I get, like, a Barbie medicine ball? <laughs> I think I had, like, a Barbie, like, aerobics tape when I was younger. Yeah. Didn't we I all? I can see something like that. I don't know. I also had one where Barbie, Barbie went to... Barbie branded anything. Well, I had a tape where Barbie went to Epcot. What? I'm not making this up. I had a lot of Barbie shit. Yeah. You just had so many things. Barbie's birthday party at Walt Disney World Epcot from 1994. You're the one that had all the American Girl dolls, right? Uh, I have them up until... um, Kit. Okay. I heard something worse. Do you want to hear? Always. So um, my dad's girlfriend bought her daughter, who's about the same age as me, she got all her all the American Girl dolls, but they never got taken out of the package. Oh, no, that hurts. You're supposed to play with them. Isn't that the most, like, infuriating thing you've ever heard in your entire life? <laughs> You're supposed to play with them. I know. Yeah, I got one every year for Christmas from age, like, I don't know, five. I started with Molly because when I was younger, I looked like Molly. I think you still kind of look like Molly. Thanks. I also get Velma a lot. You're like Molly... Like, in 15 years after the books takes place when she, like, learns how to be cool. I don't know. After the war? Yeah. <laughs> in the 60s when she gets a cool haircut. and I don't know. It's like if Molly was Evan Rachel Wood in Across the Universe. Sure. I watched Across the Universe last night when I was, like, stoned out of my fucking mind. That's Isn't what, that why It's what it that was movie made? was made for. We watched Sorry to Bother You first, though. And, uh... It's definitely a film that I've seen twice. <laughs> no, it's really good. It was just a little much. Yeah. High. yeah, that's a lot of Army Hammer, man. <laughs> Saw so many penises in that movie and none of them were Army Hammers. That's really disappointing now. Why would I want to watch it? <laughs> For all the other penises. You're not selling the movie to me. <laughs> There's a bunch of penises, but it's not Army Hammers. Not a selling point. Tessa Thompson's boobs are in it. Okay, you got yeah. me. <laughs> if I can't have Army Hammer's penis, I'm gonna look at <laughs> Tessa Thompson's boobs. Where were we? I honestly do not know. Oh, um, yeah. So the German company that created Lily sold the copyright and patents to right. Mattel for twenty-one thousand six hundred dollars. Right. I remember three years ago. Continue. Well, now we're going to read Barbie's fictional biography as presented on her Wikipedia page. Beautiful. It's about to get buck wild. (laughs) 
Uh, Barbie's full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. Her parents' names are given as George and Margaret Roberts from the fictional town of Willows, Wisconsin. Barbie's from Wisconsin? I thought she was from Minnesota. Uh, Wisconsin. No, she's from Wisconsin. It's a small town. She grew up with Midge, if you remember correctly. I do remember Midge. In the Random House novels, Barbie... Novels... Barbie attended Willows High School. While the Generation Girl books, published by Golden Books in 1999, she attended the fictional Manhattan International High School in New York City. Jesus. Sounds bougie. Uh, she, God damn it, this is so dumb. She has an on-off relationship with her boyfriend, Ken, Ken Carson, <laughs> Kenneth Carson, um, who first appeared in 1961. He's younger than Barbie. Really? Huh. Yeah, he's only uh, 57. Uh, a news release from Mattel in February 2004 announced that Barbie and Ken had decided to split up, but in February 2006, they were hoping to rekindle their relationship after Ken had a makeover. God. <sighs> what, what, what exactly did Ken's makeover consist of? Did you uh, ever find that information? Uh, oh, let's take a look. Probably just going to drop a picture into the Skype call. Oh, I forgot he got like a more recent, like millennial Ken. McKennial, if you will. <laughs> Uh, was that in 2007, did I say? Sure. Well, those You're are a lot of pictures. You're to retain information, so. I'm sorry. I just got a bunch of pictures of Ashley Simpson for some reason. <laughs> those millennial Kens are weird looking. Man, fuck if I know what they did to him. He looked weird in Toy Story. Oh, there's a man who's gotten plastic surgery to look like Ken. Close, close the Google. Close it. Uh, do you want to take a peep at what Ken looked like when he was first introduced? Absolutely. Very handsome. Yeah, he was uh, just so, so white. <laughs> I'll get to the bottom of that makeover. But yeah, I guess he like got a haircut and Barbie was like, we're going to try it again. I mean. Um, Barbie is a, has had over 40 pets, including cats and dogs, horses, a panda, a lion cub, and a zebra. She has owned a wide range of vehicles, including a pink Corvette, trailers, and Jeeps. And blue volkswagen bug if she lived in my house <laughs> i want to know where barbie got a panda they, aren't they endangered like really endangered i assume it was some kind of like nature conservationalist barbie yeah i don't think it was a pet Eco barbie pet. yeah wwe barbie right world yeah. wildlife world wildlife no you wwf wwf which WWE one's the wrestling one? Is the wrestling one. Ah, that was yes. WWF. Okay. Because I've listened to your professional wrestling podcast. I clearly haven't. <laughs> Sup, Shane? She holds a pilot's license and operates commercial airliners in addition to serving as a flight attendant. Hopefully not at the same time, Barbie. Barbie's careers are designed to show that women can take on a variety of roles in life. The, doc the doll has been sold with a wide range of titles, including Miss Astronaut Barbie in 1965, Dr. Barbie in... <laughs> I'm sorry. Be Dr. Roberts, you assholes. Uh, she went to medical school, medical school for how many years and they call her Dr. Barbie? Dr. Barbie in 1988 and my personal favorite, NASCAR Barbie in 1998. Hell yeah, Barbie's fucking rad. <laughs> Mattel has created a range of companions for Barbie, including uh, Latin Teresa, Midge, um, African-American Christy, and Steven, Christy's boyfriend, Barbley si Barbley's. <laughs> Barbley? Barbley. Back up a sec. So... 
I don't want to dunk on Midge because I love her, but did they need another white Midwestern Barbie? Like, was there a shortage of white Midwestern Barbies, so they made Midge? They needed a redhead. Uh, yeah. uh, Midge also has just a different look. God forbid Barbie's a redhead, right? Also, I'd like to throw my hat in for the new Barbie movie that Margot Robbie is producing. I am available. I Yeah. Um, Steven, Barbie Sibbings. Fuck. <laughs> Barbie Sibbings. You're really bad at podcasting. I need to read better. <laughs> Barbie's siblings and cousins were also created, including Skipper, Todd, and Stacy, who were twins, Kelly, Chrissy, and Francie. I don't fucking know what a Francie is. I've never heard of half of these. I know that I had Skipper, I had Skipper and Kelly. I had a couple Skippers, I think. Skipper was, she was fun. She was like a preteen. Yeah. I can't remember what the sisters in Dreamhouse were. I know Kelly was one of them. I don't think Skipper was one. Stace. Oh, I think it was like Stacy Skipper and there was like a little like kid. Kelly. Was that Kelly? Okay. Uh, Francie was Barbie's cousin from 1966 to 1967. I don't think, or to 76. I don't think she just stopped being her cousin in 1976, (laughs) but she went, oh, they reintroduced her in 2011. Oh, let's say Francie just wasn't marketable, clearly. Oh, she's British. She's Barbie's British cousin. Oh my God. What a pain in the ass. Hey, I don't remember Chrissy. Whatever. Uh, Barbie was friendly with Blaine, an Australian surfer, during her split with Ken in 2004. Jesus Christ. Yeah, really buried the lead on that. (laughs) Also, there's Blaine, this dude she fucked a couple times. (laughs) He's Australian, so it's okay. Uh, The highlights of Barbie's reign are as follows. Um, And then we're going to play a game called Did Barbie Actually Have That Job? All right. Which it was almost impossible for me to find a job that Barbie didn't have. So the real weird ones are probably the nose. Well, we'll see. Um, so I in 1960, 19- we'll I feel like I skipped one because I know I mentioned J.K. Rowling. Like I saw it as I was like looking over my notes and then I just never read the name again. Hmm. Oh, wait, here it is. In 1967, supermodel Twiggy was the first celebrity to join the Barbie family. Cher, Audrey Hepburn, Diana Ross, and J.K. Rowling, uh, to name a few, would later join the ranks of celebrities made into Barbies. All red ladies. Yes. Um, While there had been other African-American dolls in the Barbie collection before, including Barbie's friend Christy, first introduced in 1968... An official African-American Barbie wasn't created until 1980 alongside a Latina Barbie. The same year saw the first of more than 40 different international Barbies released to date. As far as I know, there isn't like an official Asian Barbie? I'm afraid to Google it. Yeah, no, that don't. Um, well, they did release like Barbies from all over the world, but I think those were more special edition. But like in theory, yeah. they would fit in all of the clothes. Okay. Sadie is texting me about Venom. (laughs) I also got a text from Sadie about Venom. Man, that was a good movie. Uh, So they... We're good. Yeah. I think we forgot to tell her (laughs) that we were hanging out without her. Sorry, Sadie. We love you. We had to do our side podcast. Travis is literally in the room with me, but he has headphones on and he's playing Assassin's Creed, so he can't hear any of this. 
I was going to say, does he, has he even noticed that you're recording a podcast right now? Well, he didn't notice to take the pizza out of the oven, so. So, no. Nope. Yeah, so the first, like, Barbie that had been molded, like, had her own mold to have, right. like, African-American features was in the 80s. The first one had just been the normal Barbie mold, but black. Gotcha. So they, you know, different facial construction stuff. Um, that's also when Christy, no, not Christy, Teresa came about. The Latin one? Yes. Given Andy Warhol's longtime fascination with iconic stars such as Jackie Kennedy, Marilyn Monroe, and Elvis Presley, no one should be surprised that he decided he was going to paint Barbie. His inspiration came from a longtime friendship with jewelry designer and avid Barbie collector who had tens of thousands of dolls. The place that I copy and paste this from did not give this person's name. I was going to ask. I was waiting for the reveal of who is this, like, avid Barbie collector. I don't know. The first name that came to my head was Gordon Ramsay, and I don't know. (laughs) See, my my mind immediately went to Waylon Smithers, but... A, he's a fictional character, and B, that's The Simpsons, and uh, it isn't Barbie, it's <laughs> Malibu Stacy. I'm pretty sure, St- yeah, Stacy is a... Anyway, Todd and Stacy, Barbie's brother and sister. When Warhol asked to paint the designer's portrait, his friend replied, and I hate that I have to say these words out loud because they are so, like, 60s, 70s fancy person. Do a portrait of Barbie because Barbie's say moi. So, um... Andy Warhol painted a fucking Barbie. Okay. And nearly 20 years later, Mattel returned the favor, issuing an Andy Warhol-themed Barbie collectible. I don't That's know actually if, pretty cool. I don't know if the Barbie looked like Andy Warhol, though. I feel like it was, yeah. I mean, I would kill for an Andy Warhol Barbie. That oh, no. It, it's just weird. A, it's just a big blonde Barbie wearing her own face as a dress. Oh, God. <laughs> She's got big hair. It's a little Sharon Tatey. Throw that picture in the Skype. I want to see it. You best be prepared for this dress. Oh, also, all of these images, or at least most of them, are going to be available on the Instagram because I realize that this is an audio medium. Holy mother of God. That is a dress. Oh, I really like the painting. Um, it's basically the painting that she has on her dress. That would track. It's pretty sweet. Looks like something my mom would be into. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll get that for Very cool. Very mod. Yeah, mm, this, mm, nope, not going to get into it. Andy Warhol. Uh, to this day, the Bob Mackie Barbie dolls are some of the most sought-after collectibles featuring his trademark style. Uh, Mackie's first Barbie, the Bob Mackie Gold Barbie, uh, which featured 5,000 hand-sewn gold sequin accents. This didn't, that didn't feel like a sentence. Um, anyway, he helped start the collectible Barbie craze. Also, this Barbie looks like Madonna. People lose their fucking minds over the Bob Mackie Barbies. Where are you, Madonna? God, that's nine. Uh, more like late 80s, but people better appreciate these visuals because they're not always going to be this cute. <gasps> I love it. She's pretty cute. Yeah, I like it a lot. What's a cool Barbie? Barbie began her run for president in 1992 and has launched six consecutive campaigns. The original 1992 Barbie looks so much like Hillary Clinton that I think Mattel might be psychic. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, what other women politicians in 1992 do they have to base her off of? Actually, quite like a few. A lot. It was the year of woman, but 
prominent female politicians that people would actually know. Yeah, I I don't know where to get this Barbie, but I need her. I can't find a full body, but she's definitely wearing like a pantsuit and it's it's so good. It's so 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 good. <gasps> oh my god, that's the most 90s. The bangs. The bangs, Emily. Yeah, she's got bangs. It's perfect. Yeah, Barbie is running for president six times, and I like to think she won all six. I I would prefer to live in that world. I don't think there's any little girl who's playing with her Barbies and has, like, a Ken doll and a Barbie debating, and then, like, the Ken wins. No. Uh, to celebrate her 50th anniversary, 10 years ago, Barbie had her own runway show at the New York Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, featuring original creations by 50 notable designers. Just a fun fact. Um, Mattel, in, I think, 2013, Mattel pr- produced a bald friend of Barbie. Direct quote from the source I got this from, and I couldn't think of any better way to say the doll had no hair. It was a bald Barbie? It was a bald Barbie named Ella, created to help young girls with cancer. Uh, Only a limited number were made and distributed directly to hospitals, and responding to a petition from a cancer patient's mother in 2014, Mattel agreed to produce more. That's really sweet. I think around this time, maybe a little bit before, they also introduced a Barbie that was a wheelchair user. Oh, yeah, I've seen us. Yeah, and the wheelchair wouldn't fit in the elevator of the current model of the Barbie dream house, so (laughs) they revised the dream house to fit the... uh, wheelchair oh they made the barbie dream house ada compliant (laughs) about goddamn time mattel the barbie dream house is ada compliant (laughs) i don't know if they were legally required to as by the building codes in willow wisconsin (laughs) actually it's, it's a federal law emily it's true it's true plus barbie lives in malibu now Actually, I seem to remember there being a joke about her elevator having a one doll capacity. (laughs) In Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse? The best show ever made. I haven't seen nearly as many episodes or as frequently as you. I have watched everything they've given me on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them are reruns because they come in collections. Oh, God. My favorite is the one where Barbie got her driver's license and didn't know how to drive. Oh, I've seen that one. And someone was like, Barbie, weren't you a race car driver? (laughs) So in 2016, Barbie fashionistas were introduced. They came in four body types, seven skin tones, 22 eye colors, and 24 hairstyles, addressing longtime criticism that the dolls did not accurately reflect the diversity of the modern woman. There was some further criticism that the curvy variety of the doll was still only a size four if you gave her human proportions. In their defense, no little girl is going to see this doll and be like, if you made her 5'7", she would still be skinny. Right, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, the proportions of Barbie are already crazy out of whack as it is. I mean... Oh, we're going to talk about that in just a second. I assumed as much. Um, also, I have to imagine it has a lot to do with making sure the clothing is interchangeable between dolls. Yeah. Uh, so Mattel said that the waist of the original Barbie doll was made small because the waistbands of her clothes, along with their seam snaps and zippers, added bulk to the doll. Which makes sense. Um, and in 1997, Barbie's body mold was redesigned, and she was given a wider waist, more articulation, and also they got the slightly flexible waist, which I don't know if you remember, but it was a big fucking deal. I don't remember that. I I might not have been as like tuned into Barbie as you were. Um, you're also a little bit older than me. Yeah, 97 I would have been. 
Oh, God, I can't do math. Nine? No, I still would have been playing with Barbies when I was Yeah, I was six. Um, But I remember having a Barbie. I think she came with, like, stick-on jewels, but the commercials were all, like, her in a crop top just, like, moving from side to side from the waist. (laughs) Because it was, like, a latexy kind of squishy. Interesting. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, the way they redesigned it is her bottom part had, like... Like, the ball sticking out of the top, and then her top half had, like, the indents. They fit together, and she had, like, full... I'm doing a move. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can see it. It's a hula hooping move. Yeah, the little... Yeah. Um, So, yeah, those are, like, the highlights of Barbie. Um, I still have this Barbie fact sheet up. Are there any other fun Barbie facts? Let's see. Looking... The song Barbie Girl was released in 1997. I do remember that. Cultural milestone for the universe. Um, she was the first female candidate to ever make it on a presidential ballot. That actually makes me sad. It should. Because that was in 1992. Let me see. Um, brand has over 99% brand awareness globally. <laughs> if I tell you any of the more like fun stuff, then... I will spoil the the game we're about to play. Oh, the best-selling Barbie doll ever was the 1992 Totally Hair doll with hair from the top of her head to her toes. I remember that Barbie. And the first commercial for Barbie aired during the Mickey... Well, this website actually says the Mikey Mouse Club, but I have to imagine... (laughs) um, What, you never heard of the Mikey Mouse Club? (laughs) Mickey's deadbeat cousin. Um, The Mickey Mouse Club in 1959. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned that the Kendall was named after Ruth's son, Kenneth, but I feel like that's a given. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Um, But you give one kid a doll named after them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly doubt real Ken really cared, but so, maybe he didn't. Um, we're going to play a game called, which... Uh, actually, what did I title it? Was that actually one of Barbie's careers? This bitch has had over 130 careers, so um, I'm going to give you a list. So the answer to all is yes. Uh, I'm going to give you a list. Two of these are not jobs that Barbie has had. Okay. Arctic rescuer, beekeeper, WNBA player, computer engineer, Actual engineer for trains, paleontologist, baby doctor, driving instructor, rapper, and UNICEF ambassador. Oh, this is hard. I'm going to guess actual engineer and paleontologist? The first one's right. She was never an actual train engineer, but she was a conductor. That's an important difference. Do you want to take one more guess? Uh, I've already forgotten what the list was. Refresh Uh, my memory. Arctic rescuer, beekeeper, WNBA player, computer engineer, paleontologist, baby doctor, driving instructor, rapper, and UNICEF ambassador. Driving instructor. That was the one I originally forgot. Correct. You guessed. That's very obscure. (laughs) Yes. Barbie was actually an OBGYN. No, that's not the one. What's the baby doctor? Pediatrician. No, the one that delivers the babies. OBGYN, I think. Oh, right. So she was that, but they called it Baby Doctor Barbie. I, I can see why. A little uh, more marketable. 
a little more accessible to small children. I feel like I had this bitch too. Um, like I said, I had a lot. I had a lot I'm of not, Barbies. You I'm were not. a very spoiled child. Oh God. Um, actually, the next <laughs> section of my notes is let's just talk about the Barbie shit we had. <laughs> uh, that's Baby Doctor Barbie, by the way. Oh, yeah. Very stylish set of scrubs. God, this looks familiar. Well, to be fair, you probably saw commercials for it. Probably. The uh, 90s were a great time. God, yes. Um, let's see. Stuff that I remember and have owned and loved. Uh, do you remember when Barbie had a band? Uh, well, no. it's the second band that Barbie had, but she had a band in the early 2000s called Think Pink. And I don't think this podcast is popular enough where I will get sued by Mattel. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I had a Think Pink, Teresa, and I think Barbie, but I never got Christy, which is a damn shame. Ed Sheeran? <laughs> Bitch, I know you're on Spotify because I listen to you. Well, I guess I'm not getting sued by Mattel today. But anyway, she was in a band called Think Pink, All right, right? And it was just so early 2000s and metallic and awful and amazing at the same time. Oh, the album was called Beyond Pink. Oh, okay. There was a song, and I think the band's name was Think Pink. I'm going to say Think Pink one more time. Think Pink? Do you have a very special Barbie that you remember? God, I have... I honestly, like, when I was home last, I drew, I drug out my whole, like, big Tupperware full of Barbies. Well, you were looking for so, that possessed doll, right? Uh, <laughs> no, there's a different time. Um, I did have a possessed doll. We don't talk about her. Oh, except um, on Boo Ha Ha when we definitely talked about her. Yes. <laughs> No, it's like I was home and I think my was babysitting my niece and I was like, we're going to bring out all my Barbies because she's finally at the age where she like understands Barbies. Yeah. And I sat and played with Barbies for probably longer than she did. Um, but my biggest Barbie memory is that every Christmas, my mom would get me one of the like holiday Barbies that came with those like big, beautiful, just they were the best Barbies. The ones that you aren't allowed to take out of their box. I was never ever allowed to play with them i'm still bitter about it to this day they're in the house somewhere i'm gonna find them and, and just take them out of their box and probably take them out of their box and give them to my nieces it's <laughs> like i'm never I'm not gonna put in the effort of selling them on ebay yeah not that much they're not beanie babies <laughs> i got plenty of those too <laughs> yeah so do i i don't know where they live right now but i definitely have a princess diana beanie baby oh yep i got that one my brothers still make fun of me because when I got the Princess Diana Beanie Baby for Christmas, I like screamed, yes, 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 yes. And now every time we do Christmas openings, still, like 20 years later, they like scream that. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, older brothers, it's the best. I mean, my older sister used the phrase hot beverage once like 15 years ago, and I still <laughs> make fun of her for it. As you should. Hot beverage. Hot beverage. Yeah, I... Teresa was a big one. I had a cruise ship that had a blender. What? Yeah. Like an actual blender that you could I mean, put it food was, in? I mean, it didn't... It mixed more than it blended. Okay. I'm ruining my search history. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was the biggest piece that I had. Bigger than the McDonald's and the bubblegum store. There was a Barbie bubblegum store? Yeah, you. it came with, like, little molds that you could put gum in so you could, like, sell a teddy bear-shaped gum in the, like, oh the register. God. 
you fed the gumballs in like you put them in like little plastic orbs like christmas ornaments almost mm-hmm. and then you put them in the register and then you put like a big pink quarter in it and it would dispense it and I, it's like i don't know why barbie works there it's self-sustaining <laughs> i guess they need someone to reload the gum but i'm doing that yeah it's a one employee shop um wow that cruise ship <sighs> is a lot smaller than i remember <laughs> being <laughs> I never had any of the fun Barbie accessories. I had a car. I don't think Uh, I ever even got, like, a Barbie house. Well, like I said, my mom was uh, low-key obsessed with it and just loved that she got to buy my sister and I those things. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't have, like, the dream house. I had the pop-up house, which looked like a tiny suitcase that you folded out and then you hit buttons and, like, a lamp (sighs) popped up. Oh, yeah. I vaguely recall similar toys. Um, there you go. And it's kind of more of a yacht than a cruise ship. Yeah, it's the Barbie Dreamboat 1994 with Blender. <laughs> Which kills me, because in 1994, I would have been three. <laughs> you don't you don't give all the three-year-olds blenders? I was three. <laughs> what was three-year-old Emily mixing in this blender? Nothing good, I assume. I think it was just water. Yeah. And then there was the the Kelly doll that, that peed. Um, it was potty training oh, Kelly. Oh, God. Oh, it was God. potty training Kelly. Oh, God. Oh, uh, God. It came with a little, like, soft plastic bottle that you could, like, squeeze water into her mouth. And then her tummy was just, like, a soft latex thing that you pressed and that she did the peas. Why, are, why were peeing dolls a thing? I know I had some peeing dolls. We I all had, like, had a some whole peeing set. dolls. <laughs> Everyone had a peeing doll. God, did you ever play with, I think they were called like quince, and they were just like little plastic dolls, baby dolls. They were probably about a, like two inches high, but they I came re- with like a bottle and like a set of toilets, like literally a row a of toilets. A set of toilets. <laughs> no, it was literally like one plastic thing. It came with a public with restroom, numbers. which is weird. <laughs> I might have to find a picture of this. I No, but I did have a doll that pooped. Ugh, why? And it was runny poops, because that's kind of what you get when you feed a doll liquid food. Oh, those little things. Um, No, I never had them, but that is a row. <gasps> it's a row of toilets. No, 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 no. I remember these. I don't think I ever had them, but I remember them. I was, this is just going to turn into a 90s dolls up, doll episode now, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's kind of where I'm <laughs> filling in the last, like, 15 minutes that I need to make this an episode. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why I recognize the quince without actually having owned them. I mean, I'm assuming commercials, but... Maybe. There's just something about them. I think it's the fact that they're color-coded. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of into it. I still have those. They're floating around somewhere. Oh, wait. And they're numbered? And maybe I did have them. Yeah. Maybe my had, sister like... had them. Well, that's not important. Um... So, yeah, that's Barbie with all of her jobs and her boobs, <laughs> and she was a paleontologist at one point. Barbie sounds very cool. She and is. respect for Barbie. Um, <clears throat> did you know in the 1970s, Barbie was an operating room surgeon? What? Which I guess all surgeons are operating room surgeons, and I phrase that really weird. Well, I guess some could be, like, 
No, I think that's the only kind of search. Um, in the mind. 2000s, when only 24% of today's STEM careers were held by women, Barbie became a computer engineer, a video game developer, a Mars explorer, and a robotics engineer. Gosh, she's so cool. I want to be Barbie. In the 1980s, she took to the boardroom as day-to-night CEO Barbie, just as women were beginning to break into the corporate world. Oh, oh. in 2016, presidential Barbie ran the first all-female ticket. Oh, she's so great. She's also been an astronaut, a fire. Who was her running mate? Hmm. Let's see. But it was Midge. Elizabeth Warren. Barbie president and vice president dolls, two-pack. Let's see... It's just some... Oh, you can get... She had multiple variations. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, it looked like it ranged from Teresa to Christy. Can I just get Midge for president and vice president? <laughs> no, oh. Midge, take it. <laughs> Vote for Midge for <laughs> all your needs. Fuck. Midge, Midge, 2020. <laughs> and there's our new t-shirt. <laughs> I would vote for an all-midge ticket. Absolutely. But everyone knows if you're running for president, you have to have a man to, like, boost the ticket. So, like, Midge Ken 2020. (laughs) Yeah. I would trust Ken as vice president. They don't really do anything anyway. He'd be my little Joe Biden. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, no, these, uh, these presidential Barbies, like, there's two, and they don't specify which one is running for president, so... So it really could be. Endless possibilities, yeah. yeah. There you go, Barbie. Oh, ooh. Her outfit for her 2004 campaign is choice. And in 2012, it looks like she won the presidency. Oh, wow. Barbie's lived a full life. God, Barbie's so cool. <laughs> so if sure. you have questions, comments, uh, please... Actually, no, don't take your questions or your comments to the iTunes reviews. Just leave one of those if you like the show. <laughs> uh, rate it, subscribe. If you have comments, you can take them to Twitter at Afternoonified, Facebook, Facebook.com slash GetAfternoonified. I don't think I ran over this part with you when we were practicing before the show. You didn't. No, I'm. Uh, you go right ahead. You uh, we are on Instagram up. at Afternoonified. Uh, our website is uh, GetAfternoonified.com. We have a new website. It's been severely simplified, um, but you can still find out how to email us and listen to old episodes. And we have a new thing uh, called the tip jar where you can donate once. You can set up a recurring payment for this quality content that we will start putting out regularly um, after the like six months of just hiatuses with an episode here and there. Um, yeah, that. It feels weird to be back. Yes, it does. Yes. I'm not back, but... Well, this is your debut. It does, and it feels very weird, and I'm very uncomfortable. It's great. I'm looking forward to <laughs> what you have for us. I look forward to yelling about Mothman. many things. Mothman, mostly. Um, no, I think I'm going to bring up the other podcast a little bit later. Yeah, save that. The it's very, very special one. That um, you've already alluded to in other podcasts, but... Yeah, I've, I've probably talked about it already. Um, but that's for later. Uh, <clears throat> this has been a very awkward closeout, so... Uh, have fun, I guess. Goodbye. We love you. Bye.